At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Back here on Follow the Money, sign up for a play card, debit, MasterCard, and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit playcard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by MetaBank NA member FDIC. Alongside the Super Bowl champion, Sean King. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. We're filling in for Mitch and Polly today. Welcome in to Hour 2 of Follow the Money. Uh, time to welcome in as well Paul Stone, college sports handicapper at Paul Stone Sports. Thanks for coming on with us today. How are you? Uh, doing great, Stormy. Good to be with uh, you and Sean this morning and uh, just looking forward to some more bowl games as we uh, go through the season. No question, but I got to tell you, one of those bowl games did me dirty last night. Uh, <laughs> I definitely was rolling with Army against Missouri. Were you surprised with the way that one ended, given the losses that Missouri had coming into the game? Yeah, that was kind of a stay away game for me. Uh you know, Tyler Beatty, when the running back from Missouri, when he opted out, you know, that was really significant. So you would have to feel, you know, that Army, uh, you know, had the uh, advantage and uh, but, but laying the points. They ended up getting the victory but didn't get the cover. So uh, probably the books, I would think, are probably – uh, smiling this morning, and, and some of the betters maybe not so much. Yeah, it's just rude. Hey, good teams win, <laughs> great teams cover. I mean, this was a game. It started out, and I was like, you know, because you never know when the backup quarterback has to play. 
Red shirt, you know, right. Sometimes that's a terrible thing, but after the first drive, I was like, oh, my God, is this the Wyoming game all over again? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Army took control of the game, and they got to the five-point lead, Paul, and they just – I think it was two drives they had when they were up five, and they just couldn't finish and score points. And I was like, you know what? This is not going to end well, and it didn't. Yeah, I mean, you know, Army given uh... – you know, a, a touchdown basically to an SEC team, a team sometimes like Army that doesn't score a whole lot of points. Uh, I guess it uh, came back to, to bite those that, uh, that laid the points. But, uh, you know, that's kind of, I guess, the uh, the risk of uh, laying hard-earned pre-tax dollars on these bowl games. You know, some will win and some will lose. But thankfully, Sean, we got more games to go, and uh, hopefully we'll have some winners. Well, you mentioned Tyler Beatty there being one of the opt-outs um, in the game last night, but we're seeing that all over college football this bowl season. How are you as a handicapper handling that on a, a bowl-in, bowl-out basis? I tell you, it's very difficult, Stormy. It, you know, a lot of things, I think, in handicapping, a lot of variables I define kind of as maybe guesswork, but I think it's educated guesswork. You've got a pretty good feel if you do your, your homework and you do your legwork before the games, which I did a lot of work leading up to the announcement of the bowl pairings on Sunday, December 5th. But some of these opt-outs are unexpected. You have players that I don't think they, their draft grade is very high at all. They're probably not going to get drafted even, and, and they're opting out. And it's just so there's no rhyme or reason to it. And I'm a guy who historically has liked to bet early. I like to get the best mm-hmm. of the number. But I'm going to have to reassess that position because these opt-outs are, are just throwing a wrench in everybody's plans and you're – in some cases, you end up with good numbers if you bet early, but in other cases, you end up with uh, with rotten numbers. So uh, it's really it's like blowing up a balloon. You know, you can maybe guess where it's going to end up, but when you let it go, it's just going to go out of control and, and end up wherever it does. Well, Paul, we got to make some money, and in the words of Littlefinger from Game of Thrones, chaos is a ladder. So moving towards the day, do you love anything? We get Miami of Ohio versus North Texas. Also, UCF and Florida in the Gasparilla Bowl. What are your thoughts on the two contests today? You know, I don't have I don't have great opinions on either. You know, I'm a guy who doesn't. I know that's not good for a handicapping show, but I, I don't bet every single game. I tend to lean slightly with uh, Miami of Ohio and uh, also with UCF. So, uh, you know, if somebody's going to play, I, I think I'd recommend playing both uh, both dogs for as we might say in the vernacular, for a ham sandwich, just something to keep you uh, interested. But no great opinion in either, but I think UCF obviously has the motivation advantage mm-hmm. uh, playing Big Brother, the University of Florida. Uh, Florida can't be all that interested in playing the Golden Knights. Uh, and I like this uh, you know, this Miami team against a North Texas team that uh, has played well at times, but uh, even though the Mid-American Conference uh, not the greatest of leagues to back in the bowl season. Uh, I'll take the, the points, maybe small with Miami of Ohio there. Yeah, I'm with you just on the motivation factor with UCF in Florida. I feel like they're going to come out with motivo- motivation by the, the truckload in that one. Going to be a cool atmosphere, too. I understand that's a sellout. Um, what are maybe some of the bowl games coming up, though, that you do have a really good read on that you're excited about? Well, you know, first of all, we'll look at the uh, the East Carolina Boston College game coming up, I believe, on Monday at seven and five. You look at this East Carolina team; they're going to finish uh, with its first winning season since back in 2014. Uh, and this game against Boston College in the Military Bowl will also mark their first bowl appearance uh, since that same season back in 2014. And again, uh, you know, handicapping bowl games oftentimes an exercise of determining. Uh, 
which team is most excited about actually playing the game. And I think East Carolina in this spot clearly gets that designation. Mm -hmm. uh, they're playing a power five opponent. Uh, I think that's going to serve, again, as a, as a motivating factor for the Pirates. And after going, uh, you know, in his first two seasons there in East Carolina, 7-14, and 14, uh, their new head coach or third-year head coach, Mike Houston, who came over from James Madison of the FCS, appears to have that program headed in the right direction. I'm also hearing, and it's going to be interesting to, to see if this comes to fruition, but I'm also hearing that Boston College might be without a number of key offensive linemen in this contest. And offensive line, clearly uh, the Eagles' calling card, their most talented position group, uh, you know, through the years and certainly this season, it would be significant if some of those guys missed this game. There's still some three out there. So one of my recommendations would be taking East Carolina plus three if you can find that number over Boston College. Interesting. Good stuff. I'm all on the money line on this one. I'm with the Pirates. Paul all the way here. Uh, they played Cincinnati to, to a 2028 final. I think uh, second or last game of the season. And, you know, the big uproar in – around that program was that Mike Houston was leaving for Virginia Tech. So the fact that he's staying, you know, that, that's got them energized. Like uh, Paul said, they're excited to be in this bowl game. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think Boston College really within the oral program had aspirations of competing for ACC championship. Now the quarterback mm -hmm. got hurt, so it kind of derailed it a little bit. But I think the motivation and I think the better team will be on the Pirate uh, side. And I was actually surprised, Paul, that Boston College was the favorite when these lines came out. Yeah, you know, I think being from the from the stronger conference, the the ACC, and uh, the fact their quarterback, you know, Phil Jerkovic, now healthy, they're clearly a different team when Jerkovic's under center. So I, I think the fact, uh, you know, the more prominent conference and just the historic reputation of the programs maybe made Boston College the favorite. But uh, you know, I think East Carolina again, you know, eight years or seven years rather is a long time to be away from the bowl season. So I really think they're gonna come with their full measure of collective team psyche today, or in, on Monday, rather. In the quick lane bowl, uh, Nevada Wolfpack are going to be without Carson Strong, who's been such a significant piece to their offense at quarterback, a potential first-round pick coming out of Reno, Nevada. Um, taking on Western Michigan, who's favored by six and a half, is this kind of one of those situations where it could be a shootout and maybe Nevada's offense can't keep up with Western Michigan's? Yeah, I think that's certainly uh, in play here. In this game, I actually, uh, not to toot my own horn, but I've got Western Michigan plus seven and, and under 66, and I'm still recommending Western Michigan at minus six and wow. a half. You know, that's a huge swing. But this is almost exclusively for me an opt-out, you know, slash coach leaves for greener pastures play, if you will. Nevada not only has lost Carson Strong, but they're going to be without roughly 20 players and half of their coaching staff in this game. Uh, guys that, you know, coaches and players who've left since the end of the regular season, obviously strong, the most prominent of those, but they're without their top five, five uh, wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, highly rated tight end Cole Turner, he's caught 20 touchdown passes the last couple of years. He's opted out. Uh, their top wide receiver, Romeo Dubs, he's coming off back-to-back 1,000-yard -back receiving uh, seasons. He hasn't really said for sure what he's doing, but the speculation is that he'll set this one out as well. Defensively, they've lost their top defender, probably linebacker Dayon Henley. Uh, he's transferred to Washington State. And, again, I really hadn't touched on the fact that Jay Norvell mm -hmm. uh, has left Reno for Fort Collins, uh, Colorado. He's going to go from being the league's lowest-paid coach at Nevada to its highest-paid coach at Colorado State. Both coordinators are gone as well. 
They're going to have just a, a skeleton of a coaching staff. The bowl game also being played at Ford Field there in Detroit, uh, about two hours from uh, Western Michigan's campus in Kalamazoo. So the Broncos also have the significant uh, geographical, uh, geographical advantage. I just don't see this, this scaled-down skeleton of a roster for Nevada, skeleton of a, a coaching staff being able to stay within the touchdown of Western Michigan. So take Western Michigan minus six and a half over Nevada. Right on. And that's big that you got them at plus seven and you're still supporting that thought process. Uh, one last thing here. we got about 30 seconds left with you. Um, we talked about all the players opting out, but there's also been a lot of COVID-19 cancellations and forfeiting scenarios that have been put in place for the college football playoff games. What's your recommendation to betters? Are you telling them to be more cautious when it comes to those futures plays or what's your thought process on the CFP games? Well, as far as the the, the semifinals, I, you know, I think you have to be uh, you have to be cautious in your approach. Of course, if you get a ticket on a game uh, and it's a forfeit, of course, one team would advance, but the the bet would be uh, you know graded as a as a push, so uh, you you wouldn't lose your money there. But you know, you kind of got to take a wait and see uh, uh, you know standpoint and be sure you know Alabama's already lost some coaches. Be sure they don't lose any uh, players on either side and just. Try to be patient and uh, take your time and, and try to let things develop and just hope things work out for the best. Well, Paul, we really appreciate your insight. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, anytime. You guys have a great uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. You Same too. You. Happy Holidays. That's Paul Stone, college sports handicapper. Follow him at Paul Stone Sports. And um, again, it's been interesting to hear the scenarios in college football right now that if for whatever reason, one team in the national championship can't play. It's a forfeit, and the other team does win that title. The semifinals, if um, one team can't go, it's it's just, it's all. What a way for Cincy to win the national title. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> More follow the money on the other side with Sean and Stormy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. Nope. Five to one. Nope. Ten to one. You're on. Rolling along here on Follow the Money. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. He's Sean King filling in for Mitch and Polly today. Time for our in-pocket plays. And I hate as I look at the graphic that I already see that Army Navy L. I mean that Army Missouri L just staring at me. That's just cruel. But... We're we're in we're poised for some winners. We're poised for a bounce back. I love teasing both the Bills and Ravens up from the two and a half to the eight and a half. Um, I love that going through three, going through seven. Always okay. a always a good vibe there. Um, Ryan Tannehill under 215 yards passing tonight for Thursday Night Football is. My favorite prop on the board, Um, he had 153 yards passing last week. He's only gone over that number once in the last six games. Um, 49ers defense only allows 215 on average. So if they're as stout as I think they're going to be, they're going to make life hard on Ryan Tannehill today. Um, Titans are also struggling when it comes to explosive plays. So I'm all in on Ryan Tannehill under 215 yards passing. I like it. You can't. I, I'm saying I'm also in on the 49ers tonight, not just because they're my favorite team in the National Football League, but I just think that they're going to be really competitive in this one. They're on a heater. They've won five of their last six games straight up and against the spread. Um, I just feel really confident in what they're doing. The average 28 points per game right now, only giving up 18 points per game defensively. Um, if they're able to establish the run like they want to and continue to get plays Get the ball into their playmakers' hands. Debo Samuel, George Kittle. If Jimmy Garoppolo can manage the offense like he has been in recent weeks, I think they'll be in good shape. Isn't it a beautiful thing when your prop play, the side you like, and your favorite team like together. all like make sense? Yeah. I think that Thursday night football could be yeah. a beautiful mystery, to quote Aaron Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And my last one here in my in-pocket plays, I'm rolling with UCF, the underdog to beat Big Brother Florida. Um, This game's kicking off at 4 o'clock Pacific time, 7 Eastern, the Gasparilla Bowl. Florida's 0-6 against the spread, their last six games overall. To be fair, I know both of these teams haven't been great ATS, but motivation is always a factor in bowl games. We talk about it all the time. And UCF is like the redheaded stepchild in the state of Florida. All right? They want to come out here. They want to beat the Gators. I'm not sure how 
interested or invested Florida is going to be in this one. Their head coach was fired. Um, it is going to be a cool atmosphere, though, despite both of these teams not being at their peaks this year. Um, sellout in the building. I think it'll be a cool one. I think that this game could mean a lot in the series down the line in the state. Where are you at on your end pocket? I, I, you know what? I just, I, 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 all the motivations on the Central Florida side there. I'm just not a big fan of Mikey King, the Central Florida quarterback. Okay. And I always feel like in these matchups, the lesser known program, underdog, little brother, if they have a really good quarterback, their chances of the outright upset go up exponentially. But then I don't think half of Florida's playing, but we'll see. Uh, if, if I wish Dylan Gabriel was playing, and yes. then I'd be all in on the, the Knights. Let's look here. Okay, what do we got going here? In-pocket plays. I got beat up on Twitter for this play. Somebody actually told me that I think sports betting is easy. No, I don't. But when I feel a certain way about a play and I put it out there, I'm betting it myself. And I saw something in the second half of Minnesota with this Steelers team. I don't know what Mike Tomlin said at halftime in the locker room. I wasn't there. But obviously it resonated because they played a completely different style and brand of football than I had seen leading up to that. They didn't ultimately get the win. But the following week, they built on that momentum and beat Tennessee I like them to continue to build on the momentum. I'm hoping that Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, these guys don't make it out of COVID protocol. But even if they do, I like the Steelers to pull. What some people may consider a big upset, I don't. Or Steelers organizations, a championship organization, they have that genealogy and fabric in them. So I like them to go to Arrowhead and get the win. I like Steelers on the money line. Need Come the on, o- Big Ben. Need the O-line to stand up for your boy. You're right. Stand up, show up, show out. All right, Patriots, minus two and a half. I think we get a tremendous performance from Mac Jones, who's going to win Rookie of the Year. He's obviously proved to be the best quarterback from this past rookie class, at least up to this point. So without question, I've called the Bills fraudulent from the very beginning. I thought they were overrated, overhyped, and they They've gotten exposed as the year has gone on. So I like Coach Belichick to formulate a game plan that really confuses Josh Allen. I like the Patriots this time in Foxborough to cover the two and a half versus the Bills. Better the, weather. Better, better weather yeah, in Foxborough. Probably about the same, to be honest. I still <laughs> just can't get over watching those kicks in warmups and not yeah, like they were bad. that much better in the game, that but seeing go up and boop. Yeah, that was bad. Not fun. One thing I saw in the Bears' loss to the Vikings was that the players still believe in Matt Nagy. They played their butt off. Their coach actually got a personal foul call because he was defending his guys. And when you're looking for value on underdogs late in the season, to me it's about want to. It's about investment. Is the team still invested in the success of the organization this season? And right here I see two teams going in opposite directions. Bears getting six and a half. I know Seattle is traditionally a tough place to play, but listen, the Seahawks have checked out. Those flights are already booked. As soon as that last game's over, they're in a mad dash to get to the airport to get out of the Pacific Northwest. Russell Wilson may not ever be coming back. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing that the Seahawks and their quarterback probably going to go in different directions. Uh, somebody on Instagram Live said that Russell Wilson will be the next quarterback of the New York Giants. Because of all of that turmoil, I like the Bears who are still trying to finish strong. Justin Fields who's still trying to establish 
a successful last part of his rookie year to go in and cover the six and a half. I also, like I also real quick, just before you move on, mm-hmm. um, I like that conversation topic about Nagy and about Justin Fields. We're going to have Ron Jaworski on Ooh, the program Jaws. a little bit, and he just called that Monday night game on Westwood One, so we can get a little bit of insight from him Look on at that. Look back in the building. Yeah. Let's say he back on the block. He's Me back. and the beautiful Stormy. Yeah, we holding down the rock. Whoa. Oh, yeah. What? So, you see that energy? Yeah, that's what the Lions have going right now. I don't know what that's up with coaches crying, but sometimes it motivates. It pulls together. It creates this union that says we are one, and that's what's going on in Detroit. Arizona came in peacocking, feeling like, okay, we got this, and guess what? Got their butt spanked. I like the Lions to continue to build on that positive momentum as they go to Atlanta. Atlanta's kind of a middle-of-the-road team, but from a talent standpoint, they're not going to overwhelm Detroit. I don't know if Detroit can win outright, but I do expect this game to come come down to a field goal or less. Miami of Ohio. Got some college football. Brett Gabbert, that passing attack, they've been outstanding. But what offense isn't outstanding in action? It's like every time you watch it, the score is 55 to 60, 65 to 70. It just continues to go up. Well, guess what they're facing in the North Texas Mean Green? Seth Luttrell and his bunch have really been salty down the stretch. They won their last five games. Guess who gave UTSA their first loss of the season? North Texas. That defense has been outstanding. They're believing in their head coach. They're looking forward to this opportunity to shut down this passing attack. And Miami of Ohio is nothing special on offense. So that North Texas run game will get going. They'll find a way to win this game outright. But just to be safe, take the three points. Stormy likes UCF. I hope UCF wins. I really do. I used to coach at University of South Florida. Uh, that's our rival, but I still pull for Central Florida because they overcame some of the same obstacles that South Florida did to even be relevant in this football space. So I like the motivation there. I'm a little hesitant on taking them outright because, as I said, Mikey Mm -hmm. Keene, in my opinion, is a quarterback that I just don't think is ready for prime time, and Florida on defense looks the part. Like NFL evaluators go there for a reason. They have dudes. So I'm going to take the under. Go under 55 and say the uncertainty at quarterback for Florida, who's calling the plays at Florida, who's even coaching the game, kind of creates some, uh, let's say, less than ideal situations offensively. And UCF, I think, has the talent defensively to limit you know, Florida's output. And I just don't know if the quarterback at UCF is able to light up the scoreboard. So I'm going to go under 55 in the Gasparilla Bowl. By the way, I'm from the Bay Area, not – West Coast, South Florida, St. Pete, Tampa, baby. (laughs) If you've never seen the Pirates invade the city, a.k.a. the Gasparilla Parade, you should get down there and check it out because it is a sight to behold. I love it. I love it. And I know you're also on the Niners minus three tonight in pocket presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials posted the afternoon Eastern on BetRivers.com. And everybody, you can save 50% off of VEASAN all-access subscription the rest of this football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every single game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game, which tonight for Thursday Night Football, you can see that while the majority of tickets are 
are on the 49ers, the majority of money coming in on the Tennessee Titans, things like that that you can get at vcin.com. Sign up today. You'll also get our daily best bets emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, um, plus our all-new College Bowl betting guide as well, uh, covering every bowl game, just $39 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Really good stuff on the website right now. Oh, oh, that's about four paragraphs. Way to go. Thank you. I see you shine. I'm, 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 I'm just working hard for the people. Uh, <laughs> when we come back here on Follow the Money, Ron Jaworski, longtime Eagles quarterback, turned NFL analyst for Westwood One, joins the program. Stay with us on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Sports Betting Network. All right, so what do you want from your sportsbook? Great odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want just to bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, you get great odds, great payouts, all in a fast and reliable sportsbook. Download the app now and sign up with our code VSIN2K to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Plus, as the official sportsbook partner of NBC Sports, PointsBet is giving you a free $10 live bet to use during Sunday Night Football every week for the rest of the season. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral service. Alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King, I'm Stormy Bonantoni filling in for Mitch and Polly on Follow the Money this morning. And we're welcoming in now Ron Jaworski, longtime Eagles quarterback, turned NFL analyst for Westwood One, was just on the Monday night football call for Bears Vikings with Kevin Harlan this past Monday night. Jaws, happy holiday. Thanks for joining us. Stormy, great to be with you. And Sean, great to hear your voice. Talked to you earlier today. Uh, man, we go back a long way. A lot of good memories, but good, great to be with you guys this morning. We do. You know, somebody have to have to say this. You know, I really miss Jaws being on TV because he's one of the few guys that's smart, opinionated, and unabashedly honest. Mm-hmm. You know, for so many times when you're on this platform and you're a former player, you're kind of hesitant to like, really be honest, especially about people that you have relationships with. But when I was initially getting into this business, I had the opportunity to work you know, with Ron, and that was something that I always admired about him was that he was very smart, very opinionated, but he was not afraid to actually be honest and tell the truth. So great to great to have you on the show, Ron. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, Sean, I appreciate those comments. You know, I, I kind of cut my teeth uh, in tape study, you know, and when like in the early 90s, I was working out of NFL films, still have an office at NFL films, and, you know, I, I would look at the tape, and the tape was kind of my guide. And it's, when players know that you're not they're reading the newspaper, making some stuff up, and they realize, hey, you're actually looking at the tape, looking at the game, you kind of, you know, it's hard to argue. <laughs> it's hard to argue. As we know, Sean, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. And, and I always kind of use that as my framework when I made comments. So it kind of helped me separate from people that were just kind of guys that were just talking the game. I love talking the game, don't get me wrong, but the, the facts are what I was basing my opinion on. No doubt. And for this past Monday night, as we kind of reflect on your experience there, as you're going through your meetings, learning about the Bears, watching them on tape, and then seeing Justin Fields and that team in person. I know it was a messy game, but what was your opinion coming out of that of the rookie quarterback's future and and maybe the state of the Bears and where they're at in the organization right now? Yeah, actually, you know, I, I felt really good about Justin Fields after the game. And, you know, during the course of the game, you know, you saw you, you can see the, the the talent. 
And and pregame, I went down on the field because you know you look at tape on a guy, you know you can you can, you can garner so much from tape watching. But there's nothing like going and seeing the ball come out of a player's hand. If there's one thing I miss not working at ESPN anymore is going to those pro days. You know when you see the the, the young quarterbacks, the gunslingers coming out of college, and see the ball come out of their hand. How do they spin it? How do they rotate it? How, what's the arc in the ball? Just to, you know, the, just to see the ball. And so when I went down pregame, I watched warm up, and it was like, man, this kid's got all the talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he really does. He's he's got a he's got a rocket arm, uh, great velocity on the ball. He threw many balls with with really good touch. Uh, he's obviously mobile. Uh, but the one thing you always realize about these young quarterbacks, it takes time. And there's so much pressure, particularly on these on the young quarterback. And by the way, I kind of like the old school way, like a Patrick Mahomes, where you sit on the bench and you learn how to be a pro for a year behind an Alex Smith and the Andy Reid and that staff. That's kind of the old school way. I like that way. These young quarterbacks, when they're put out there, they're normally not ready their rookie year. And people have high expectations and they fall rather quick because most young quarterbacks are on bad teams and it takes time. You know what's interesting about that Bears situation, and we're talking to Ron Jaworski, Westwood One NFL analyst, is most times the head coach doesn't get an opportunity to potentially develop two first-round quarterbacks. So I guess the million-dollar question in Chicago, is Matt the right guy, and do you think the Bears give him an opportunity after whatever you feel about Mitchell Trubisky, he's ultimately not there, to now be the guy to oversee Justin Fields' development? Yeah, those those are really difficult questions, and 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 I'm sure there's a, there's a right answer or you know, a wrong answer. Um, you know, we know Sean football is the consummate team game, and the quarterback is only as good as the people that are around him. And you mentioned a Mitch Trubisky now back up with the Buffalo Bills. You know, that first year they they go they go twelve and four. They're a playoff team. Matt Nagy's coach of the year. I mean, he didn't get dumb the next year. You know, and also to forget how to coach football and an offense and he was very good at gimmicks and gadgets and designing of that offense so football being the constant team game a lot of things have to stay in place and in chicago a lot of things fell apart they still have the core of being a really good football team that defensive line is dominant man i came hicks is like one of the best defense linemen in the league he can take over a football game uh, you know robert quinn has 16 sacks down so the bears you know they have some talent uh, but you know you know this league man the fans start Coming in, you know, they get their opinion. Owners listen to the fans, which is dumb and stupid, in my opinion. You know, uh, uh, you listen, you listen to the fans. You let the media make your choices. You're going to be in trouble. Uh, I think Matt Nagy is still a very good football coach, but quite honestly, uh, I don't think he's going to survive. Moving to another team that's near and dear to your heart, your Philadelphia Eagles. We actually had Sal Palantonio on on Tuesday, and uh, he alluded to the fact that. Within the organization, there were some people that felt like Jalen Hurts was pretty much auditioning Tuesday night and the remainder of the season, you know, to be the quarterback moving forward in Philly. What's your opinion on Jalen Hurts? How do you feel like the dynamic between Jalen and another young, talented quarterback, Gartner Minshew, they have works moving forward? And what would you do if you were Nick Sirianni? Jalen Hurts is the guy, you know, and and, and I've watched him in his his career in, in Alabama. He's come to the Eagles and Last year in that really crazy season with COVID where he started four games and, you know, this year uh, the job is his. And, and I think he's played very well. And I've, I, I, you know, being in Philadelphia, I've watched Jalen very closely. Uh, I've been out at training camp. I've watched this. Um, 
I, I love the guy. I mean, he is he is a bona fide leader. And if there's a guy that I've seen come into this league as a young man and handle himself professionally, I don't know if I've seen anyone better than Jalen Hurts. The guy is is a pro's pro. He takes responsibility. He doesn't BS people. He tells the truth. Uh, I take I tell you the game on Tuesday night. I, I thought he played his best game, mm-hmm. you know, as an Eagle. And sometimes you know we look at the stats and the numbers. I I, I could care less about the stats and numbers. I look at the tape and look at the performance. I, I thought it was his best game. He could make all the throws. He's got a good arm. People question. Tell he went six or eight the other night for 150 some yards on his balls over 10 yards. Uh, he moved outside the pocket. You know, anticipate. This is a really good throws. Anticipating throws and. I'll tell you, the guy is a flat-out. Uh, Nick Sirianni's having a ball with this offense. You're getting more looks than you could, you could imagine. He's, he's turning in a little bit of an Andy Reid with these gimmicks and gadget plays, and they're working because Jalen Hurts is the guy that's executing him. He's, he's got all the talent. I think he's going to be the Eagles quarterback in the future. Yeah, you can certainly see the potential, especially if he's able to have that consistency moving forward. Really fun to watch. Tonight, Thursday night football coming up. San Francisco 49ers going down to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Um, I know they're a little different, the Titans are, in terms of personnel than when you saw them live week six, uh, now here in week 16. (laughs) Um, How do you think that they match up with San Francisco, especially given some of the, the injury concerns that Tennessee has? Yeah, I'll say this is going to be one of those snot knocker games, you know. I'm just going to be a physical, violent game. Uh, you know, the, the Titans, you know, they 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 wear the hat of defense, and so do the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers front seven is playing great football right now, and obviously Jimmy Garoppolo starting to heat up. And but man, when you got George Kittle on your offense, I'd look for him every play. The guy is, when he's healthy, he's literally unstoppable. And, and and I'll flip this to Tennessee. I was watching Tennessee game on Sunday, and I football. Sean, I don't know if you probably felt the same way. When you're turning the ball over series after series after series, that is dumb football to me. And the one stat, and you know, we're all inundated with statistics right now and next-gen stats and ESPN, everyone's got statistics, and, and they're all good. But there's only one stat since I've been around the league since 1973. To me, that really means anything, and it's turnovers. Mm-hmm. If you are plus one or better, you win 80% of the time. If you're minus one or worse, you lose 80% of the time. If you don't take care of the football and play dumb football, you're going to lose. The Tennessee Titans play dumb football on Sunday. Jaws, we got about 45 seconds left. Listen, Super Bowl. Oh, I need more time. Sean. I know, I know. <laughs> Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles, California. Who will be the two contestants in this year's game? You know, I don't even know who's going to line up this Sunday with all this COVID going on. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It, it's hard to make that prediction. But you know, it, 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 I, I, you know, Tampa had an awful game the other night. But I still think you know when, when they're healthy, uh, they're really the team to beat. And Green Bay's right in their heels. So it's it, 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 I'd say between those two teams, and this this one may surprise some people. I think the Patriots are, are the Patriots and Chiefs will be in the championship game. I think the Patriots go to the Super Bowl. Wow. So what does that show you? Nice call. Nice call, man. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. Appreciate you, Jaws. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holidays. And make sure to... All right, thanks, John. Thanks, Stormy. Thank you. And make sure to around that Super Bowl time. Ditka Jaws Cigars with the Stars yeah. on February 10th in Los Angeles. Make sure you check it out. Big thank you to Ron Jaworski for joining us here. More Follow the Money on the other side.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. First Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code Vegas1000 and receive 10 bucks instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details and use that bonus code Vegas1000. We are live from Las Vegas at Circus Sportsbook. I'm Stormy Tony. He's former Tampa Bay Buccaneer and Super Bowl champion Sean King. And we will welcome in now to follow the money Andrew Brandt, Sports Illustrated columnist, former Packers vice president. He was there for Farb there with Aaron Rodgers' draft. Uh, so maybe we'll start there, Andrew, with all the drama and the noise that surrounded Aaron Rodgers this year. Uh, a lot of it self-inflicted. I think that we all understand that. He has still found a way to have 30 touchdowns, four interceptions this year, favorite to repeat as the NFL MVP. Uh, what have you made of Aaron Rodgers' roller coaster year and any thoughts on his future in Green Bay? 
Yeah, good to be with you. And it's interesting we're talking about uh, sports betting because I made a couple bets this year. That's about it. <laughs> I think that, that <laughs> the Packers would win the Super Bowl and that Aaron would be MVP. There you go. Both looking good. <laughs> there you Andrew. go. Both looking good. Let's finish them out. I got pretty good odds because the drama that you spoke of was going on around that time in the summer. I kind of felt like, as you, as a lot of people know, that I thought there was never any truth to Aaron playing somewhere else in 2021. Now, we'll get to 2022, but I just thought that you have a couple realities in the situation. Number one, the Packers weren't trading the best player in the league. And number two, Aaron wasn't going to retire. So if you put those two things together, there are no options. There are really no options. Mm -hmm. Now, the feeling that Aaron, I thought he had, was after being a good soldier for 2020, that they had drafted a number one quarterback, he was kind of looking at the Packers and saying, what's the plan here? Because if you're going to move on eventually, and we'll talk about what eventually means, let's just do it now. You know, let's just do it now in 2021. And their feeling was, in so many words, we can't because love's not ready and we need you. And then it became this back and forth, and it felt like they came to a, an understanding he got a void, but not after this year, after next year. But there was some soft language about, yeah, we'll revisit this after 2021. And I said at the time, and I still believe, these are adults. They'll coexist for six months. They don't have to be best friends. And this is what has happened. We knew, I mean, Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to decrease as a player just because he had some drama. So I just think it's, it's been this way all along that, you know, it's not a relationship that they're they, him in the front office go out for dinner and drinks, but they coexist professionally. And they're, you know, he is, in my opinion, has been the best player in the league. He's elevated this team that has, you know, last night they got three pro bowlers. They had seven last year. Those other four are still with the team. They've just been hurt. And you just see how, how whether it's him or LaFleur, this team has elevated without their stars, without four of their seven stars. You know, Andrew, what's interesting, and any times you have, you have issues, there was a process that led to those issues. Like, if I yep. was not in broadcasting, Andrew, I'd love to be an NFL general manager. That's my dream job. Mm -hmm. And when if we rewind back to what initially created this problem, and, and the opinion I want to get from you is why did it happen to begin with why weren't there mechanisms in place when it was time to select in that draft? And Jordan Love was selected. And let's just say, for instance, Patrick Queen was also available. He won a couple picks later to the Ravens. Mm -hmm. And Aaron is saying, I'm in an NFC championship game versus the Bucks, And I can imagine how much better our chances would have been to be in the Super Bowl last year if Patrick Queen is on the team as opposed to Jordan Love who's not going to play while I'm here. Why does it seem to be so difficult on the organizational side to just get the draft pick right and avoid the consequences that ultimately came from it? Well, Sean, as you know, I wasn't there in 2020. Right, but I was right. there 14 years earlier to the day, to the day, we picked a guy named Aaron Rodgers, and two things happened that draft. Number one, everyone we wanted in the first round except for one player, 
went off the board. You know, we really wanted DeMarcus Ware. We really wanted Marcus Spears. We really wanted David Pollock. Uh, we really wanted Pac-Man Jones. All gone. And there's one name staring us in the face. The other thing that happened that draft is no one took that guy. Like, we expected Aaron Rodgers to be a top five pick. So here we are sitting in there, and oh my God, what combustion in that room. Because coaching staff, of course, didn't want a quarterback. We had the most durable quarterback in the history of the sport. But the scouting staff, and I'm kind of in the middle, they're all looking at me and saying, Andrew, what do we always say in this room? We say, trust the board. And the board is telling us that's the guy. Sure, he won't play this year, maybe not next year, maybe never. But that's the guy. And I can only relate that. And by the way, Brett called immediately after we picked him, and Brett's agent called me, and there was, you know, it happened right away, as opposed to Aaron's lasting a while before he made some noise. But at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for the organization. Now, when you talk about what could have been done better, I just don't know about this communication issue during the draft. I just think that's overrated. You're in this, this heat of the moment, as I described in 2006, where you're like, we got, you know, we got to make a decision. And we tried to, we saw if people were going to get trade for the pick. No one called. I often think about if that phone rang, how the NFL would look different with Aaron Rodgers. But that's what happened. And this time around, I don't know what happened. The difference, of course, is they traded up for Jordan, but they probably saw no one on their board as high as Jordan and moved up a few picks to make sure they get him. The goal in Green Bay is to have franchise quarterback play not just 30 years, but 40 years if this guy can play. Now, no one knows if he can play. We didn't know if Aaron could play. But this is the goal. I think the issue with the Packers always has been we have, we had and had they have ex- excellent, top-class, elite talent evaluators. And in my day, it was Ron Wolf and Ted Thompson. The problem is communication with the players. Sometimes that's lacking because, you know this, Sean, sometimes the best scouts are not the best communicators. Yeah, they isolate it. They, they operate alone. Ted, yeah, Ted Thompson left that to me to John Schneider, to Reggie McKenzie, to communicate with the agents and players. I don't know what's going on with Brian Gutekunst. You know, he's a Ted disciple. I've known Brian since he was a young kid. And that's what they've had. But it sounds like there's better communication now after the whatever happened in the offseason. Yeah, and now they have the best record in the NFL. I remember that video footage like it was yesterday, though, in 2005, Aaron Rodgers just sitting there yeah. uh, while Alex Smith got picked first overall. Um, just one last question for you. we got a couple minutes here. Um, another organization that could not overcome a lot of the off-field talk and issues this year has been the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it seemed like coming into the year you get the top overall pick in Trevor Lawrence, you get the star head coach in Urban Meyer, and things just did not pan out whatsoever, so much so that, you know, the lone coach firing this year is his. How much does Meyer's failure impact the organization from a business standpoint? Yeah, I think, you know, if you remember back and whenever it happened, let's face it, this is a bottom-dwelling franchise. And when they hire one of the most successful college coaches in history, I, I was, and I think most people were like, well, that's a coup. 
that's a coup for Jacksonville. The problem is Meyer had all the leverage. He wasn't going to change, right? Yeah. Whatever boorish behavior he had in college, that's not going to change. It probably got worse. So this is what happens when you're in a position of weakness in negotiations, and I think Meyer's going to win that money that they owe him. Mm -hmm. So what they need to do, they need to resurrect a different kind of coaching status. In other words, not get someone who's just there over the barrel with because he's more leveraged than they are and build up. And I think it needs to be throughout the organization, like we talked about with the Packers, have better scouting, better communication, better infrastructure, that you're not just focusing on the top pick or or the coach. You have to have better infrastructure with the team. We really appreciate the time, Andrew. Really, really awesome insight. Thanks for doing this, and happy holidays. Thanks to you guys. Take care. All right. Thanks, man. Really good stuff with regards to the Packers organization and insight on that situation. Yeah, and I think if they would have stayed put and Jordan Love dropped to them, like Mm -hmm. Aaron Aaron Rodgers dropped to them, I think Aaron might not have had an issue. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they were aggressive and moved up, I mean. It makes a difference. Yeah, it does. Interesting. And I wasn't kidding when I said that video just stands out in my mind of Aaron Rodgers because you you see all the pictures of him saying, I want to be the 49ers quarterback when I grow up, all of it. What could have been? I know. Hey, that's a wrap on Hour 2 when we open up Hour 3. Mike Palm, VP of Operations here at Circus Sportsbook, joins us in studio. Bet River Sports. Bet River Sport. Bet River Sport. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.